Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second episode of Advanced Kayak Angler. I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you would, you know, follow the show and tell everybody else. Sure would appreciate it. Uh, this week, you know, I went for a little about what I did. I went fishing last weekend. Did good. Caught one was this weekend, yesterday. Uh, caught one good one. Caught a few other ones. Had fun out with my, my buddy Chad on a little local lake. Just bought a couple of rods. Uh, yeah, that's everything going on with me. But tonight, I really wanted to talk about the KFL. I'll say why. Because obviously, I got a KFL trophy behind me. I really enjoy the KFL. I fished it the last two years. This year, I'm not just because limited vacation time and a kid. I just can't fish everything I wanted to. So I wanted to fish some other stuff. But I'm 100% plan to fish it in the future. Um, but not, not it, it's like you're in the KFL world or you're not. It's, and it seems like a few people really have a problem with it for some reason. I don't get it. And then, you know, it's like not, it's so much fun. And I've, I've had so much fun the last couple of years fishing it. It just, it isn't getting its due. So my point was to have Greg on and just kind of talk about it and just kind of highlight what's going on with them, with the KFL and everything else going on this season. So if you don't know anything about it, sit back. We'll try to go over the basics of where it started, and then we'll talk more about the season, new things that are going on. And and hopefully at the end of it, you either get some misconceptions or kind of, you know, there's some storylines or that people are talking about out there that just are nonsensical, like people that just don't understand what's going on with the KFL. So I just want to clear up a little bit of that because there's not much, but uh, yeah, just kind of want to talk KFL because it's awesome. So there you go. So here he is, the commissioner, team Warhawk player, and the founder of the Kayak Fishing League, Greg Nosar. How you doing, man? Yo, what is up, Mr. Dan Perry? So I see KFL champion and MVP Dan Perry. Yeah, there happens. Well, just goes to why I guess why I enjoy it so much. We had a stellar really, season, stellar yeah, man for you guys. Had a great, great season. Also, I'm, I haven't put the names on there yet. I need to. Yeah, I, I want to clean it up. Like I have to go buy some Gooby going to. Oh, should have a, yeah, should have a tape back there. Oh, it does, but I wanted to clean it up. Oh yeah, well you uh, got to yeah. blame the Maulers for that, man. Yeah, well, well you have to you have to hand over that trophy after this year, man. Yeah, we're actually going. We're looking at. Uh, I'm bringing it to Coley, and he's going to have some made. Yeah, we're all going to so everybody has their own, but uh, and and maybe one day somebody is going to have to be like the first person to have like a big bass trophy, big eight Hobie trophy, and a big KFL trophy. So, yeah, Orc and KBF. Uh, well, I mean, that's the quadruple, it. right? Yeah, I don't think all four the quad, yeah. the quad trophies. I don't think the anybody quads. has that. So, no, I don't think so. Derek, but. no, Derek hadn't won a Hobie. And he hadn't won a bass, just KB, um, not just, but, you know, he's won KBF and KFL. So. <clears throat> he has. Yeah, he hadn't yeah. won a Hobie or bass, right? So, yeah. Yep. So, there we go. So, man, let's start with who you are and why the hell you put yourself into starting <laughs> such a thing that is, that is, I can't even imagine just being an owner for a season, how many texts and how much work goes into it but let's just start of who you are like personally and why you did this and how it came about well i mean look man i mean growing up back in the 80s you know um man all we did was sports right we didn't have anything yeah. else you know if we didn't have a ball or stick we we found something you know uh i mean it, sports is a big part of my life i mean always you know since the really like since t-ball all the way up through um, th through high school, man. Played baseball, played basketball, played golf. I mean, played tennis, played football. I mean, whatever. I mean, we we did everything, you know. Yeah. And you know, everything we did was basically team or team oriented. Well, you know, and then I, you know, got in kayak fishing back in like twenty twelve. Competitive kayak fishing shortly thereafter, and it was all individual. Um, it's no different. I come from the golf world. It was all individual uh, events there, but the greatest golf event ever is the Ryder Cup, right? If you've ever seen the Ryder Cup, it's amazing. It's a team-oriented thing, the individual sport. That's something we never really truly had. I mean, it was kind of like an exhibition, you know, for, you know, different things. Like you would see teams at the, at the KBF National Championship and stuff like that, but not really 
a league associated with teams. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just follow the NFL. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's been my passion. I'm a big Chicago bear fan and, you know, I kind of had um, this idea, like, you know, why can't we take, you know, these anglers from these specific areas and they represent their specific areas by having a team and then they can develop a fan base and they can develop, you know, friends and family kind of support them and, and, and basically make a franchise model out of it, just like the NFL is right. So the backbone of the KFL is how the NFL, um, you know, works and, there's corporate sponsors, there's team sponsors, and there's individual, um, you know, uh, fans and, you know, um, uh, you know, these, these anglers are, are going to be on TV or you know, they're going to be broadcasted, you know, not so much TV, but digital. Right. Uh, yeah. And just kind of take this to a next level. And there's nothing short of content in the KFL, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, we all want in content. But there's nothing short of uh, content because each team has a story. Each individual angler has a story and it's a unique way to, promote what we do right um and and to be honest with you man if you can if you go on the street and you tell somebody hey man i kayak fish um or if you go to a sponsor i kayak fish they're like okay that's great you know but if you tell a team or if you if you tell somebody hey i'm on this team and you show them the logo and stuff like that they could acclimate that to usually like sports like you know hockey or football or whatever they get it and if you talk to a sponsor you know we're finding out teams are have a little bit more easier time getting um, sponsorships because of the team atmosphere. I don't know why sponsors really understand all that, but they do better than just yeah. an individual. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, look, man, it, it's, it's been interesting. That's my background. Um, I love creating things from nothing. Um, but also, you know, taking a passion project, something I love to do and um, man, just be a part of it. It's awesome. And and you're married and have a couple of kids. I I can't imagine how you have enough time to do all this. Man. I don't, man. Um, and that's the thing. Like, you and you're a, you're a successful businessman too. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, it it's you got to rely on other people to do it, right? You know, and that's like Dan. You were for one of the first people I called with the idea like a couple of years ago. I was like, hey, man, what do you think about this? You know. I thought it was um, great, great from the rip, man. I, I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, you know, you, you kind of just put the ideas together and then you, you kind of feel it out, talk it out and see if it, see if it works out. And again, I called you, I called Sam Jones and a couple other people and said, what do you guys think, man? You know, I think, wouldn't it be cool? And yeah, man, um, that's how it was birthed. I mean, and as I said, I mean, I don't do this alone. I've got so many people behind the yeah. scenes and, and you know again it's just a it's a matter of getting everybody together and <laughs> trying to come up with this ultimate goal right and, and that's the further the sport it's, it's all we're trying to do is further the sport get more eyes on what we do i mean um you know it, it's it's been a challenge i ain't gonna lie i mean we're only in year well this is this is the third year oh, yeah but um you know that's what we i mean look the nfl Still, I mean, you, you saw what just happened with um, Tamar Hamill, Bills, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole situation that they had to go through about canceling the game mid-game, having a coin flip situation, completely going against the rule book of what was written down because it was situations that they never really even thought would happen, right? I mean, you have to make decisions on the fly sometimes. That's that's the betterment of for the betterment of the league in, in unusual situations. This is the NFL. They've been doing this for many, many years. <clears throat> We're in year three. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not gonna get everything right hundred percent of the time, you know. And no. you know, we just gotta learn from our mistakes, you know, and and and, and improve, always uh, strive to improve. And that's that's with any business. I mean, you're not gonna get it right hundred percent the first time around the second time around you know it's just you gotta chalk it up something as a learning experience and move on so so what are i mean you know nothing in the second year is going to run a hundred percent perfect what are some things that have went from last year kind of, can can you kind of walk through some things that have changed from year one to two year two and year two going into year three like what are some of the some of the things you don't mind sharing that lessons learned of things that you've had to overcome that even people don't see you know maybe they haven't seen all the work that's went into it 
like I have of some things that you've, I mean, to take, to start a league from scratch, to have an app, to have, uh, you know, cause you want to have a place people can go with the motion sports network to have, you know, to guarantee people are going to be able to watch it. You started fancy fishing. You did. I mean, a complete a build out of a complete league. It's incredible what you've done. And I, I, man, I, I just don't think enough people understand <clears throat> everything you and your team have put into it, but what are some, some of the hurdles and some of the things lessons learned or, or, you know, the hard things that you've went through? Well, like you said, I mean, you know, you gotta understand, I mean, this is a nationwide like chess yeah. game, right? I mean, the first year we put 17 teams together, logistically putting all the teams in an area having two conferences trying to you know and, and putting that we, we started out with two conferences 17 teams and then develop a schedule you don't people don't understand how hard it is yeah. to take 17 teams and autumn out figuring out bye weeks putting schedules together and logistically all trying to make this sense and then have playoffs and then come together with a championship you're doing this all in basically you know I mean, a couple months, right? And then getting teams, you know, having set expectations of we need logos, we need businesses set up, we need, and, and teaching these guys how to do basic um, knowledge of how to run a business, how to run an LLC, how to, you know, or if it's a nonprofit, then you do that. I mean, there's a lot behind the scenes. Business and, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes just going fishing. Um, and then getting everybody on board with, I mean, honestly, it's like pulling teeth trying to get these guys on camera. I mean, you know, figuring out how to rig their kayaks uh, just to get content out of it. You know, I mean, that's a whole ordeal in itself. And then you have the broadcasting end of it, right? And and being able to, to take personalities and pull content away from, the, you know, during the broadcast and fill a couple hours of, of fishing, you know, that's a whole production in itself. And then, you know, we developed in year two um, – we went from 17 teams to 28 teams. And then, you know, unfortunately we had, you know, uneven divisions and trying to figure out scheduling and how those divisions are going to shake out. What happens if, you know, if this happens, then, you know, if we have an odd amount of uh, divisional wins, what do you do there? And how do you explain it to, you know, somebody who's out and, you know, all that stuff, man. And, and you gotta, you gotta coordinate, you gotta kind of foresee things in the future that might be a problem. And I mean, you can't, you can't like, you know, basically foresee everything, but you can kind of see that, well, this is going to be a headache. I know this is going to be a headache. So we need to have uh, an answer prepared on how we're going to handle the situation. I think our, our biggest problem, to be honest with you, man, is going from 17 teams to 28 teams and not a full 32 was the big problem. I think we, you get, you either got to go, you either have to have 24 or 32. You can't have an, uh, an uneven amount. Right. Yeah. And then the biggest I issue is, dealing with 28 personalities right 28 hours really 28. times 10 because with social media it could be one person on one team who is a loud mouth who goes on social media non-stop of yeah. something he doesn't like so it's you know i mean it's yeah yeah well another thing too i mean honestly look you know it's it's another here's the thing too it, it's a it's a very different time and I'm kind of old school and old fashioned, right? I believe in, you know, look, man, <laughs> there's consequences to doing things. I mean, there is, um, a lot of these guys just, you know, they, they just do whatever the hell they want to and, you know, act like, you know, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm the King of the Hill. I don't care what happens. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm going to blast all over social media because I, you know, I did nothing wrong type deal. And that's bull crap. You know, we, we, <laughs> there's, blatant evidence of ha what happened in many different occasions, not only just this league, but many other leagues. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these guys get, get off scot-free and, you know, and, and it's just, it's just crazy. I, I'm look, man, you break a rule or you break a, you know, you do something that's unsportsmanlike there's consequences to it. Right. And dealing with that, that's what sucks is like, you know, the whole thing is to have fun <laughs> and fish and enjoy the team and, you know, enjoy the camaraderie and everything after that. Um, like you said, there's a couple of bad apples that, that, that it's in, it, that's in every sport, every league, and, and it is what it is. I mean, you just have to deal with it. Right. And, and hold true to your guns, man, because if you don't have, if you, 
you can't let the quote unquote the inmates run the asylum. You know what I mean? You, you got to be able to have structure. You got to be able to have rules. You got to be able to have uh, a disciplinary committee and everything else. And if you don't like the way we're doing it, then you don't need to fish it. You know what I mean? That's just the way it works. But we want to protect those who do like it, those who do have fun and, and want to be a part of it. And, and you can't let a couple of bad apples ruin the bunch, man. But all in all, I think what we learned from year two is this. Having, obviously, we went back down to 24. It's manageable, right? You get even number of conferences, even number of divisions, even number of teams with 10, 10 players. Yeah. And we're allowing a lot more power to the teams to be able to handle and, and control their own content. It used to be the KFL drove that content. We're doing the opposite this year. It's going to be the teams are going to drive the content. We're going to support them, right? We're going to give them the tools to be able to provide what they need to do in short form content. Dan, I'm going to tell you straight up. We switched everything out this year. Um, long form content, I think, is 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 dying, right? You can't be on YouTube for six hours. No one's going to watch it, right? And the and the all the work that goes into it of all your announcers being on there for so long. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's the age of TikTok, Google, um, uh, YouTube Shorts, and Reels. People just want to see 10 second, 12 second clips, man, and move on. You know. Yeah. Um, they just do, and we've asked the teams kind of think that way, right? Um, get your GoPro ready, you know. If you're going to be on air, you know, we, we can cut up and edit all the highlights uh, that happens on air between 11 and 1. But everything else, mm -hmm. while you're fishing, get that GoPro ready, man. You you slam that hog and you boat flip that freaking 20 inch into the boat. We want to see it. You know what I mean? Put those cuts together. Put those highlights together. Let us see it. And then we'll run it, you know, and then we'll promote it. And then you promote it. And then we'll share it. You know what I mean? But the teams are going to have complete content control over themselves. And the reason why we're going to do that is this. It is better to have... 24 teams all on the same page controlling content, putting KFL content out than KFL being one entity putting out 24 teams contents. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to, that's what we're going to do. It's, it's divide and conquer type ordeal. And then here's another thing too. What our goal this year, and we've told our owners, we've had meetings and we're serious from the get go. We're going to make it simple and make it fun. Those are the two things we want to do this year. Make it simple and make it fun. That's it. We're going to get back to basics, get back to, uh, to the to the roots of what we do, and that's fish, right? We want to make this absolutely the funnest league or the style of fishing that you've ever had, and we can't listen to the noise. We're not going to go back to the noise. We're not going to go back to all the other stuff that happened. We don't care. It is what it is. We've dealt with it, and we're moving on, you know? Um, that's just what we're going to do. And we just can't get bogged down with, with the stuff that uh, that happened prior. I One of the questions I have, like, I, I talked to somebody who was thinking about joining a team. Can you kind of just, so people who don't know first, I guess, say how the teams are organized and how many players, starters versus non-starters, just for people that don't know anything about it. Can you kind of explain all that real quick? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you you want a team that's going to be competitive, right? And, you know, you want teams that are going to get um, local anglers that, I mean, are good. I mean, that that are, you know, that are good fishermen. I mean, not only from local trails or, you know, national trails and things like that. Um, man, our team is full right now. The, the Warhawks is full of teammates now that have absolutely killed it locally. And we're excited to see what they can do you know, um, nationally. So yeah, we, we've revamped and, you know, people have, I mean, we had a tryout, you know, there's really two guys oh. that were going against each other for the last uh, roster spot. We, we had a little fish off and it was cool, man. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And yeah. It, and then, you know, I mean, again, you get these guys in the chat together and, you know, they're talking, you know, everything uh, from fishing to cooking to, you know, Christmas and yeah. everything else that's going on in their lives. And you come Mains. like a bond. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's a blast. And um, and then you figure out the logistics of what you're doing and working on sponsors and, you know, kind of created. It's kind of like a club, man. I mean, it, it really is. It's, um, you know, there's there's a performance aspect of it. You can't be a slouch and not be able to fish. But 
at the same time, you know, you bring your, you bring your talents to the team and you think you can help them. I mean, look them up, you know, see what they be a part of it. It's absolutely a fun freaking uh, adventure, man. But for, for the people that don't know, it's uh, there's this year, there's going to be eight games four home four away plus a playoffs and championship. There's 10 people per team. It went up from eight to 10 last year. Last year is eight. This year it's 10. You have four starters every week and then another six people that aren't playing that week. So you always have enough people. If somebody gets hurt, whatever it is, you can make substitutions on your team up to a certain date, but after that, there's a cutoff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so what, what are some of that? Cause one question I did have from somebody was, well, he was thinking about joining a team that this is a national guy, you know, somebody well-known. And he said, well, I'm thinking about doing it. I really don't know much about the KFL, but, uh, this owner, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure about that. What are some of the best practices of an owner or our owner group? I guess I don't know. Some teams have two or more or, or whatever. Some people have owners that play. Some people have owners that don't mm-hmm. like what, what makes a good owner? What makes a good team? I, I you, you understand what I'm saying. You have to have somebody to organize, man. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. that's the big thing is, you know, when you, when you take on this venture, I mean, like, you know, the teams are just a mini KFL league. I mean, they really are. It's just, you have to learn how to be a businessman. You have to learn the, the backside of things and be able to um, be not afraid to take a, take a no answer. I mean, that's the thing is like people don't try because they're afraid of the word. No. I mean, you just keep going. It's, it's not, no, it's just not yet. I mean, you got to take that no into not just not yet. Right. Continue to, to press, press on. I mean, and you have to have somebody who has a vision of brand awareness and brand um, marketing, right? It's it, you are building a brand. You are that team, right? You individually, you, uh, you, your teammates are that team. And, you know, you have a collective goal to promote the, your brand, um, you know, as much as possible in a positive manner. Right. And then obviously, like Will does a great job, and Jim Johnson are two owners of the of the Warhawks. I keep on going back to them because I, I, I mean that's what I'm a part of is their yeah. team. But one thing they do is, I mean, they're very community oriented, man. They they want to be involved in in the community that we're around. We want to like we're all going down to the Richmond fishing show together, all ten of us um, here in like next week, right? We all going to get together with our <laughs> our uniforms on. I, and, uh, I, I, I saw the uh, the what the Florida team, the Swamp Dog, is they just did that this weekend too. Yeah, I mean, just like nine and just went fishing, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so we want to, you know, go out there and, and, and you know be out in the community and and do some things, you know, for the community. And, and again, I mean, just be a part of something that's you know, ba- uh, brand recognition building. That's what you want to do. Um, not only that, you have to have an idea of what finances are. I mean, you have to go out and take money in and and pay money out. And and then I think a good owner um utilizes his team and i tell owners this all the time man there's no way you as an owner individually can go out and get all the sponsorships for your team everybody has to contribute right they want to fish they have to contribute and you know they, they think they have to hit a home run too with sponsorships man they think they have to go out there and get let's say a ten thousand dollar sponsor and then when they don't get it they get de- defeated the, the problem is you know Lot, especially now, a lot of a lot of uh, companies aren't going to just cut you a ten thousand dollars check to go f- to, to go fish, man. You know, um, yeah. We 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 t- I took in twenty five hundred last year, and that's that's how much money we it paid for the fifteen hundred dollar entry fee. We had a thousand dollars left. We paid two hundred dollars per or two fifty per house for the or I think we did two hundred per house that mm-hmm. every house that we had and helped pay for expenses. But yeah, yeah. I mean. Look, going out and getting five five hundred dollar um, sponsors is just as good as getting one twenty five hundred dollar sponsor. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. kind of think of it, break it down, um, and and be creative on how you want to go out and and have these sponsors feel like they're part of a team. You know, so um, yeah, I mean that's that's it, man. You have to again. Um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, logistics. Who are you going to start? Where that's, and, man, that's so. T- <clears throat> As an owner, that's tough, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're going fish this week or or you're not or whatever. That that was a good thing for us that we had a lot of people at fishing nationally. Yeah. Where there wasn't like we 
if everybody couldn't fish every week, so there wasn't a bunch of like infighting over yeah. I want to fish. You know, it was a lot of it was just availability and trying to make that work. That's it, man. I mean, it's you know getting everybody on board, and 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 here's another thing too: making just tough decisions. You know, if if a guy's not doing well, Dan, I mean, you know, and let's say he's fished, you know, two or two or three games, just not pulling his load, man. You got to make that tough, tough decision. Sit him. Ooh. You know, I don't care what his name is. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna be honest with you. There's some guys out there that are great fishermen. I mean, awesome fishermen in terms of like individuals. But when it comes to a team, they just don't perform. You know? It's it, it's damn tough from year to year, you know, because we went from the hammers and started our own team that we're leaving your team. We're going to start a team or if you're an owner, well, you kind of suck last year. So we're going to you're not going to make the team this next year. I mean, it's, there, there's some I'm sure some tough talks that went on from last year to this year. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's. You know, that's just that's part of it, man, because, I mean, you're always trying to be – look, this year is probably the most competitive year I've seen it. I mean, the schedule out – the schedule came out, and we just got done doing the toughest schedule rankings. But uh, the math was basically this. You had – there's a formula that we use, and the only differentiation, differentiation between the 24 teams was five and a half points. I mean, that's how close and how competitive this freaking, and this is all based on stats, right? This is like a stat analytical data formula that we did to come up with these schedule rankings and preseason rankings. But um, when you have 24 teams, they're only five, basically five points away from each other in terms of like strength of schedule data points, man. That's, I mean, that's tight. (laughs) I mean, any, that means anybody can win anybody. And here I'll, I'll bring up the, um, Here's we'll, we'll go over some teams here if you don't mind. Yeah, we'll start with the KFL South. Let me bring it up on here. Present share screen. All right, we'll start here with the well, Arkansas Hogs. You can see that, right? Yeah, all right. We've got and and we'll we won't talk too much about this, but there's a lot of people. Uh, I mean, 24 teams, Cody Milton, Garrett Morgan, Brandon Prince, Chris Hartman, Chris Wright, Corey Hopper, uh, Gordon Parham, Cole Harkin, Terrell Standifer, and Keith Zimmerman. And I apologize if I mispronounce your name. I'm from Mississippi. Take it easy on me here. That team's obviously got two of the best anglers in the country. Uh, Norfolk. Robert Brown, he sucks. Uh, David Miller, Ray Montes, Travis Belcher, Wyatt Novak, Nathan Green, uh, Monday Hackett, Monday, and uh, Craig Bashers, great team. They they did well last year, right? Well, I mean, they, they came out of the, the shoot really struggling, and then they won, I think, their like, last four games, almost yeah, made the playoffs. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that was only because Robert was in a submarine, and uh, they finally were able to drop some dead weight <laughs> there. Um, Slayers, great, really great team last year. I mean, they were – I mean, it, it could have went either way with the Kingfishers and them. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of it just came down. Like, if we would have lost one game, the season would have been different. Uh, I, I can't go over all these names, but uh, Josh Deal, he's a great one. Uh, Joe, they added Joe Camiotti, um, Brad Exum's on there, but I mean, obviously just a lot of great names, Tennessee Shiners. Good God help everybody. Look but last year, one, man. it was the same way last year though. The Shiners. It, it was, I mean, and we, yeah. you know, we're talking about what makes, you know, a good team. I mean, look, these guys good individually. They just didn't do well as a team. And I know they're, um, I mean, because some people were on the Kingfishers last year, I, I know what their home waters are going to be. So they I, I think they have a really good game plan going into the season. But uh Jordan Marshall, Corey Dreyer, Coley McGowan, Eric Siddiqui, Josh Stewart, Eric Thomason, which him and Jordan are they, they're running buddies. Uh Nick Dyer, also a Kingfisher. So everybody in the Kingfishers except for three ended up on a team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh me, Chuck, and Lance, Lance doing family stuff. I I think uh I know I can't because I wanted to 
you know, do some other stuff this year. For for years, I've been going out and fishing national stuff, and I'm finally going to try to win a local angler of the year. Like I, I just I want to prove it to myself that I can do it. Yeah. Um, Jason Starley, Jake Suvac, they went and got a Florida guy, which I I thought was Jason Smart. Jason Starley too, right? Yes, uh, he's out of Georgia, but he was on the Florida uh, Copperheads. But that's smart because yeah. they have a game down at um, the headwaters yeah. uh, in Florida uh, that they have to worry about. So this this team was putting together think very I, well. Uh, yeah, I I think so too. And Ethan Jett, he won a uh, Hobie not too long ago. Um, Palmero Punishers, obviously they were a great team last year. Barry Davis runs that. Um, yeah, they did lose. Um, What's his name? Um, Frank Wolf. Well, yeah, but they all. Um, oh, Jason Broach. Yeah, Jason Broach. That yeah. guy, he's a marine fisheries biologist. He's like a fish whisperer, yeah. like, like Lance was. Um, great team. They did great last year. That We were obviously right neck and neck with them. Uh, Virginia Reapers, great team. Tar Hill Lunkers, they whooped us last year. Obviously, a great team. They, I, I think they're going to do better. Sure, it seems like at the end of the year they kind of, they were really feeling good going into this season. Yeah, I was talking to Dave Hart, man. I mean, you, yeah. you know, they they obviously struggled last year, but like he said, man, they were a fish or two away from every game. So yeah. it's not like they got blown out. They, they just didn't need to clean up some things on their side, which I think they have. And, um, yeah, I mean, they've they're going to be a team that's going to compete. They were a playoff team in twenty twenty, so. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 20, 2021. So they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be okay. They're, they're going to do fine. Yep. Um, Oklahoma Outlaws still got Cayman Rasmussen, the dude with the best name in kayak fishing. Um, but they're, <laughs> they'll be strong. Florida Hooligans, you know, that's a whole new team down in Florida. But obviously, some great names. We've got, Natural State, they came in at the end last year, took over for the team to not be named. Um, <laughs> lot, lot of great anglers there. Southwest Hurricanes, Bragg, this Bragg case, so it's uh, Louisiana Hurricanes. They kind of change it up to go Southwest, same logo, although it, it does look a little bit better that way. Yep, um, it's a little different. Yep, good anglers on that team as well. They, I thought they had somebody else on that team too. Um, they oh, just it? added Caleb Johnson. Is oh, that Caleb, there he is. Okay, Kalen Johnson's on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kalen just did a video with um, Brian Latimer um, on Latimer's. Uh, oh video. yeah, yeah. I, I like. I love uh, where they were fishing cypress trees. Yeah, that's Kalen yeah. Johnson. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sunshine State Swamp Donkeys. This is. I mean, it's got to be the team to beat out of Florida right now, uh, minus Bonetti. I mean, Sherman Bishop, Russ Kennedy, Bob Brisky. I mean, just the whole roster is filled with great names. And we talked about Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be stout, man. I mean, yeah. these – I, I, I honestly – How can you pick? How how can you possibly pick for many of those teams? It's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the competitiveness in this league this year is just going to be unbelievable. And I told our team, I said, guys, and all kidding aside – we get to fish. I mean, listen, listen to our lakes that we get to fish. We get to we get to fish the Potomac River, Cayuga, the Susky, Winnipesaukee, and Candlewood. That's our schedule. That's fine. You know I mean? yeah. That's ridiculous. You know, and then the teams that we have to play is unbelievable. You know, with Pennsylvania, the new New York team, the Syracuse Swarm, um, and then you have you know. You know uh, the Connecticut Renegades, I think, has vastly improved their team this this year, and then and then us. I mean, and then you got we got to play at Granite State. Man, it's just gonna be tough, man. Um, and then we have Maine come to us, and they've improved their team dramatically too. So yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and it, you know a lot of the northern. I mean, you talk about these on the stream all the time, but Motor City, they were right there last year. They somehow. Uh, mass went in there and beat them i don't know how that happened but that was unbelievable man yeah i mean yeah. great on them but motor city great team all year my boy matt uh indianapolis they've they've got a shake up on their team they have some new people um but it seems like they like y'all with washington they have a great 
system of bringing in new talent with the, I'll tell you what though these these guys that they brought in yeah they're legit yeah they are legit yeah uh, and Rhode Island Rebels great team they they had a really good season last year the maniacs that I don't know that logo scares me though um but great team it's, it's just you know every team's so full of talent it's hard to like God bless you, trying to you know rank these teams like you said they were so close. Trying to rank, I can't imagine how pissed off people got at you. You know, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. mean, you know, and that and that's what it is. Like you know, people would honestly when we did these power rankings and stuff like that, and um, you know, when people you know just basically they took it personally, and I'm like, well, you know, good. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's a little it's, fuel it's content, fire. man. Yeah. It's content. Don't take it personally. Show us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of, I mean, look, all but one team is going to feel disrespected. It's the way it's going to work. That's right. You know, but and, and and there's a fight all the way through the all the way through the year, man. I mean, you know, you don't have to prove anything to me, man. You have to prove something to the scoreboard. You have to prove something to the standings. That's where you got to prove it, right? Yeah. And Granite State, uh, Jake Anglos, he was the league MVP last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised they were – I wonder what Ewing thinks now that Tennessee – because he was already on Grant State after Tennessee came together, but I heard there was money involved. So I know Tennessee's not paying people, so – but I'll, yeah. I'll say this, man. Ewing, you know, said to me, man, he's excited because he loves Winnipesaukee. I mean, he's oh, going to yeah. be up there a couple times for, you know, national events and stuff. And, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be doing well, man. I mean, he loves it. So he, he's not he's not hurt by any means. Cool. Uh, Pennsylvania Bronzebacks, obviously Nick Aldi, the Makowitz brothers. Um, yeah, great team. Your team, obviously, the, y'all were strong last year, ended up losing in Arkansas, right? Yep. Um, yep. But, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tough team to go against. Yep. Uh, Renegades, Ryan Nye, a lot of other, you know, a lot of other anglers are great as well. Mass Maulers. I, I'll say all their names just because they've been so strong for the last two years. And and fishing against them down at Chickamauga, they're obviously a bunch of great guys and really enjoyed that. Matt Conant. Mike Marcone, Derek Brundle, Nate Chagon. Is that how you say it? Chagnon. Chagnon. There you go. Yeah, Chagnon. Yep. Bruce Levy, Joe, I, I can't. Dadeo. Dadeo. Yeah, Dadeo. There you go. God. Yep. Oh. I know. I screw that one up all the time. Yeah. Kenwood. I can't. I cannot say Massachusetts. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that. Uh, can't, but I'm, you know, I got problems. Kenwood and John Ferreira, Alabama Patriots in the North Division. Really interesting team out of Alabama. Keith Lambert's running that, so we won't be seeing them on the live stream like we did. No, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, again, you're just you're going to see some kind of a new new way we're going to do things, man. Um, we're, we're we're excited about it. We're excited about it, man. We've got some actually. The boys right now are putting some new graphics together for us um, for the broadcast. We're, if you saw the championship broadcast, yeah. um, that that's amazing. how we're going to do it. Really? That's mm. how we're going to do it. Yeah. But the, uh, I mean, their logo suspect, besides that, Keith Lambert, Derek Taylor, Chris, <laughs> since our new team, Christopher Davis, Daniel Higgins, Alan Ballard, Joe McElroy from the Kingfishers, Adam Patron, and Dustin Nichols also from the, Kingfishers, and and I talked to him. He's, I think he's going to get to fish three of the events this year. So that's awesome. Yeah, watch out for Dustin. Yeah, man. Not not only do they have to go to the Southwest Hurricanes, where I'm sure he'll fish, because that's closer to him. Which that was that. Oh, Cato. Well, see, that was a great plan to put Dustin on the team. Um, yeah, really strong team there. Uh, Midwest Mob, new team. Since they are new, I'll go over Michael Ramirez, Blake Power, Chris Rodriguez, uh, Gerardo Garcia, Rodney Hicks. Seems like I know that name, Rodney Hicks. Uh, Rustam Salim, Chris Slicka. He's from uh, one of the Paddle and Fen hosts. Manny Miranda, Michael Remus, and Natapong Saranziga. Did better than I would. <laughs> Sar- Sar- yeah. Sarisanga. Sarisanga. Yeah. 
There you go. It's that Chicago guys. Another suspect logo. Holler at Sam Jones. He'll hook you up. Uh, Syracuse, Syracuse Storm. That logo is awesome. Uh, new team as well. Justin Query, Jacob Turner, Jacob Stem. Uh, too many Jacobs. Uh, I don't like that. Alan Query and too many queries, too many Jacobs. They, they, they need to look at that roster. That's our, that's our first uh, match, man, against Syracuse at Cayuga, man. We're excited. They, Cal Livinghouse, Rich Biggie, he fished last year. Uh, Rob Braun, Ralph Wade, Pete Van Dien, and Jose Vianette. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, motor and back to motor setting. So where we go, man? That's I don't know. I, I, I just it's because I, I was thinking about I was looking through some of the schedules, thinking like who's got a favorable schedule? Who do I think is going to do well? I really think Alabama is going to do well. I, I, I looked at their schedule a couple times and I thought I really think looking at it, I think they could get through the season with only two losses. Like you know, it, they they could get to the playoffs with only two losses, and it would and they would be. Like they they could be strong, but anybody could do that as well. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's anybody's game here, man. Because we have some new teams that we just don't know who they are. But I mean, those yeah. are the most dangerous, right? Um, mm-hmm. But again, that's going to be very interesting to see um, who who can do what. And then again, it's one thing to do it during the regular season. You know about the playoff pressure and when things, you know can go awry very, very quickly. And then one fish will determine if you're going to be going home or going to the championship, man. It's just crazy. You know, it's crazy it, how it can happen. if you've never fished the KFL, it is a dip. Like if you're fishing like Seminole, the first time I went and fished Seminole for Hobie, dude, I was sleeping in a tent. It was, it was colder than what it was supposed to be after day one. I sucked it up. I took it to the house and I went home. Like I'm, I'm not going to be out here camping again another night. I'm not fishing enough of events for points to matter. Personally, I should have stayed just mentally and I, I don't leave events anymore. That kind of, I learned that lesson from that event, but in a team event, it's a completely different atmosphere where it's not a full eight hour day. What, by how many hours are y'all doing this? Is well, actually it's going to be, it's going to be eight hours. Eight. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought, this time around. yeah. I thought that was changed. We're, we're so, going, yeah. We're going six to two. Okay, so a little bit longer days now, but the, you know, it, it just it's different whenever your team depends on depends on you. Oh and, yeah, yeah, it's it's a different feeling. It really, oh, it it amps it up. It amps up the atmosphere and your strategy and how to catch fish. Like I I know for us a lot of teams they would be like, it seems like a lot of teams got beat because their strat their fishing strategy was wrong. When sometimes you can only catch the fish that you can catch. And to me, we, after fishing a couple of years, I always figured going into an event, I figured three out of four people are going to be on them. One person's going to have a bad day and not really catch them. That's usually how it works in my mind. One person's going to suck, not because they suck, but they're going to have a bad day. Three people have to catch them. If you're one of those three people, man, you have to you have to be on it because your team depends on you. And the feeling whenever it doesn't happen, like whenever we went and we got we got beat by Tar Heel, I put up three of our fish, but you know that that feeling of losing is so bad on a team. You, you really and especially if it's the person who sucked that day, you feel so bad for them because they feel so bad. Oh, I, I mean. Like when I went up to New York, we fished Canisius. Now it was a, it was a lake that was awful. I mean, there was algae everywhere, but I, in practice, I was able to kind of find like a top water deep bite with smallmouths. I mean, they were exploding on it. Right. And yeah. I just left them alone, left them alone. I was for sure. I was going to catch those freaking fish. They would not fire up to save my life. And I, I blanked. During that freaking, I mean, look, I mean, one team caught three, the other, uh, we caught two in that, in that event. But I mean, I felt absolutely devastated. <laughs> I was like, what the heck just happened here? You know? And I felt yeah. like I cost us that, that one. I felt like I cost us the uh, first game at home on the Potomac river. Um, I was, you know, fishing. I caught, I don't know, uh, eight fish that, that day um, against motor city, but we got beat by an inch. 
And I mean, I'm, I've missed, I missed two fish. I know would have wanted, you know, on the chatterbait. And if I would just freaking, you know, executed, we would have won. And that would have turned our playoffs completely around. We would have been in Virginia Reaper seat. You know, we were hosting playoff games and who knows where we could have gone, you know, but I mean, it's that kind of stuff that just, I'm mean, look, I, re, I remember those things more so than the, the good times, you know, it's just, it's devastating, yeah. man, you know, it, it, it really feels like it's, it's crazy how the, the parody of the teams, like, and the, this isn't a pick on any teams, but there was like last year and the year before, I'm sure there was a, you know, let's say like the bottom quarter who weren't or bottom fifth of teams that weren't like last year, they weren't very competitive, but then everybody else was like right there. Everybody was like one fish away, two fish away. Like, like we fished against the Slayers and was like 99 inches to 98. And if that game would have swapped the other way to the Slayers, I I, I think they would have, it would have been, it would have been a different season. We wouldn't add home field. Arkansas would have had home field advantage. Yeah. And then we wouldn't, uh, us going to Arkansas, Arkansas only sent three to Virginia and beat and lost. But if we would have went to Arkansas, I mean, we chances are we will have lost that because it was during the Hobie. I mean, it was just Darnell, tough event. I it mean, was you tough. know, you were there. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and the chances of beating those guys on Darnell, including Drew Gregory at the time, it was, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, look, Garrett Morgan was fishing for him. He led day one with like, you know, 92 or 94 inches or something like that. He blew the field away, you know, and then day two, you know, didn't do so well. But that's when um, Fred Rabanis' son actually wound up winning it. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was tough. Tough. So, yeah, I mean, the season with one fish, the season could have changed and you could have had different winners. It's, yep. it's it's crazy how close it is but how it all shakes out man you know yeah. absolutely but you know as i said that's the that's the fun that's the fun part of it man the fishing stuff is the fun part of it i mean you know and then you know we had a i mean we had a situation now it resolved itself pretty good man but we had a situation in the playoffs you know I, obviously you know how kfl went last year but you know behind the scenes we almost had an absolute ridiculous disaster and this is kind of behind the scenes talk. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but we had a um, situation to where we had a um, fish with Frank Matalovich that was caught with like three seconds or a second to go um, that beat uh, Rhode Island. Right. And this is crazy, but Chris Catucci with one minute to go catches a fish to take the lead over Pennsylvania. This is in the playoffs, right? And then Frank Matalovich uploaded and snapped the photo with like a second to go from lines lines out or uh, when you're not supposed to submit fish. And then if you look at the fish, his hand looked like his pinky was underneath the gills. Uh-huh. Right. And I got a, I get a call from Rhode Island, you know, when it's all said, I mean, they're obviously, you know, the adrenaline is just going crazy and they're looking at the fish. And I'm just sitting in the hotel room at Dardanelle trying to figure this out. Well, this is on Sunday. And um, this is uh, after day one, I sucked so bad. I was like, I'm not going back out to Dardanelle. But I'm sitting there watching this all transpire. And there's this picture, and it looked clear that the fish, uh, his finger was inside the gills. I set that picture out to everybody I knew who was a judge. And it was 50 50 like down the middle like no one can make a real decision but you didn't have any other pictures of it oh i know but yeah so this is what happened um so anyway i i I said uh, you know set these pictures out and he said he didn't have any more pictures right he only took this one picture and this fish i mean it was deemed that this gill i mean his his finger was underneath the gill plate and we would have to flip this match and I'm calling Nick Audi, and I'm like, Nick, dude, this this picture's not going to fly. And I'm, so, and I'm like, you don't have any more pictures. And he's like, this is, I mean, just going crazy, just going off. Like, this is crazy. It's not, this is not the case. It's just how his fingers fingers angled and how the cameras, all that stuff. <clears throat> so I get a hold of Ryan Matalovich, right, his son. And he's got live photo 
right? He Frank took it. Oh yeah, yeah. He he held down the, the picture, which actually oh. has the live shot. And I kid you not, man, you could see the fish breathing, like his gill plate going up. And that's when he took the picture. And then as he's releasing the picture, his gill plate goes down and clearly his finger is not under the gill plate. Wow. So we're able to take the snippet of the live photo of the picture of his hand, uh, you know, nowhere, I mean, nowhere near the, um, the gill plate right there. So it was deemed, we, we snapshotted that it had all the metadata on it. And then I say, and then he submitted it in and it satisfied everybody at Rhode Island uh, and, and us. But I've never seen anything like that. I mean, it was crazy. It came down to a thank God he took it under a live photo. Man. Yeah, yeah, because that would have changed everything. Because Massachusetts would have uh, gone to Granite's. Uh, I mean, it, it would have changed the whole playoff picture, right? And so it was nuts, nuts, how that all. I didn't know transpired. that. That's that's yeah. crazy. Yep. So what's that? like out of everything you've done with the KFL and KBPT? What's what's the toughest? what's been the toughest part or the toughest thing or decision or oh that bandit situation was was by far the toughest. oh the bandits yeah that was that was man look it, it it was a terrible situation we had to do what was right for the league yeah. and you know and we still take fire for it it is what it is but Derek doesn't stop he is he beats that horse every single day on anybody's social media. I'm I'm sorry, Derek. We we can disagree about it. I'm I stand beside my decision because I'm one of the people who who helped to make that decision. It is what it is. I, I I honestly feel like yes, there wasn't a rule, but you never knew that a team was going to quit like that in the middle of the season. That they for I'm not trying, man. I yeah. I so don't even want to talk about this, but I, I I truly feel like they forced you into a corner of having to make a decision, and you said only even if you can send one person, send one person, do something. You have to do. You can't just lay down, be dead because it skews all the games and the point totals and everything else for every other team you you just you can't do that to this league you can't yeah you, you, you can't and you, and you can't set precedence for that and you know they said that you know they're going on and on about you know it's in the rule book the thing was written for covid if you the owner was in the meetings during the owner meetings and we wrote that specific rule because of what happened with alabama and indianapolis and yeah one of the teams contracted COVID, we had to put that rule into place because it was state law and federal law. You could not send people with COVID during that time, but that does not give you or a team the right to use a rule that was based on COVID policy to just throw in the towel. You can't do it. You know what I mean? uh, Yeah. I mean, we'll, I think it's one of those things where, but like you said, I think that you know, I don't know if the if the whole, the whole aspect of it they understood about the domino effect that how it could have literally thrown out six teams out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the whole thing, right? Um, you like, I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> that's you know, here. I, I I think that's kind of another thing that people don't understand that. You, as the commissioner of the league, you have power over the decisions for the league, but you also don't ha- like you don't have that much power over the teams. Like you don't have power over how they decide what they do with their money or no. some of the deci- how many people they send or some of the deci- and it's and people say, well, this is the NFL. No, well, money flows from the NFL to the teams other than just at the end of the season so that league in that situation has a lot more leverage over teams you you have very um, i'm not trying to say whatever but you don't have much leverage over the over the teams to make them act the way to get them back into the line the way the nfl does which is it's 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 a new league you just don't that's just how it works i mean there's nothing else you could do but um, 
yeah. think that's kind of a misconception. Well, why didn't Greg or the league do this? What the hell can they do? Like, there's, like, there's I heard, like, why don't you do? fine them? Like, how are we going to collect? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I'm going to slap a fine on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you want that in nickels or you want that in pennies? That's the message I would get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, stuff yeah. like that you just can't do, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, look, you know, you know how hard it was. I mean, that wasn't just a decision that that I had to make. It was yeah. it was bounced off unanimously. Yeah. With don't ma- don't make us do this. Don't yeah. make us do this. Go to the event. Right. Please don't make us do this. Yeah. And then you complain for a year after it, after you made us. This is what's going. I understand it's not a rule. Here's what's going to happen. We don't want this to happen. All yeah. you have to do is send one person. Just go. Don't make this happen. But if you do, here's what's going to happen. You choose what happened, and then you complain about it for a year. Shut up. Well, Shut and then up. I get, well, then I get a message that said ban us. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like. Okay, you know, it's like, you know, here's what's going to happen. And then they're like, okay, just ban us. Okay. Okay. You know, that, that, that's the, that's what it is. And the whole aspect of it, you know, we're not going to go five hours just to go fun fishing. That's the message I got. We're not we're not going to go five hours just to go fun fish. Are you serious? Then you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have signed up. Yeah. If, if, if you're not going to take every game seriously the way everybody else was and actually try to win, then you're, you, you were fun fishing before the season. They're saying they did, they won, they made it to the championship year one. It's like year two, it went down the drain and they took their toys and went home. They were one in one in four. Yeah. Then they started. You you had a choice to make. Well, look, I mean, we're we're kind of bringing this out, but even in the chat, is like I even told Jason, I'm like, you have a shot to make the playoffs. You, you're one in four, but if you win out, you have a shot to make the playoffs. And, and Natural only, State almost did it. And they almost did it. And yeah. then, you know, and then the message I got was, well, everybody doesn't see it that way. How, how am I going to react there, Dan? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, part of that, too, I mean, I wasn't a part of that. But there is also, like, you don't have a lot of leverage over the teams. The owners also have very little leverage over the players. Like, right. I, like for cameras or I'm you have to fish this week or you have to do this. You have to, there's nothing, a grown man, me as an owner, I can't like, I want my team to do stuff. I can't tell them to do stuff and make them do it. Of course. And yeah, it just, and the the whole aspect of the Eagle situation was like, you know, that team was, that team wasn't going to come on until this year. Right. And so they contacted me and they say, Hey man, we'll take over the record. I'm like, well, that certainly solves a lot of issues. You know, it's like no different from the caster situation just happened. Like, you gotta, you gotta fix it. Like, you just can't have, you know, you just gotta do whatever it takes to fix the situation. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, I mean, if you guys want to start one in four, good luck to you. If you guys want to go fish, go fish. And they had two days to get to Oklahoma. They did, and they won. I'm like, are you freaking serious? You know, I'm like, what, what do you do? You know, it's like wow, you know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it 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 that whole situation was the toughest by far. And then, you know, going back to KBBT, you know, it's obviously banning and, and kicking out a couple people that I I, I truly dear. You know, I mean, yeah. that was a situation too, or a couple situations like that. Man, good it's friends, so sad man, and stuff like that. Man, it's like, you know, I really, I really like what what was his name. Talking about Marcus, Mar- man, I really liked Marcus too. I, yeah, that, that that like that he was, was my boy. Yeah, that's so disappointed me that he would do that. Just sucks. Yeah, I mean, and that 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 whole situation too was just a a blown up thing. It was kind of like, you know, I love it how when somebody does something and then it's my fault. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody does something so blatant and then it turns on us, like we are the bad guys, like. We didn't do this. Like we have to react and respond to it. And we get, this is what I told you about discipline, man. No one likes to be disciplined. No one likes to have the consequences of what's done. And then it gets turned on the person who has to issue the discipline. And and then we get to be the bad guys, man. I mean, it happens everywhere you see it. But at the end of the day, I come from the golf world, man. And I'd say this all the time. 
we we come from a world that we have to penalize ourselves. We have to hold ourselves accountable. And I've been in this fishing world for a long time, and I've learned, you know, the second that you start basically trying to implement rules, it's like the wild, wild west, man. It's like you become you become a, 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 a what do you call it, a, a snip or, you know, a tattletale or, you know, it's just one of these sort of snitch or whatever it is. And you get like the whistleblower always winds up getting the consequences. And then you don't worry about the person who actually does the, does the thing wrong, you know? And I mean, and here's another thing too, Dan, you know, I was talking to Blake about this. At what point that are these tours are going to finally start having, you know, to make these tough decisions, you know, to, to implement the rules that they have. I mean, yeah. You, you can't back down from what you have. Like if it's in, if it's there, you cannot back down and not discipline anglers who clearly are trying to walk past that gray line, you know, and yeah. you have to take the spirit of the rule for what it is. And if they're using that to, to their advantage and, and basically it's called holding the field accountable. If they're trying to do something above and beyond what is the norm of the fishing tournament, then you have to discipline. You know, if you have a guy that's cheating, you know, DQ him for the day and not the tournament is unacceptable. He should be DQ'd from the tournament. He should have zero chance to win any big bass or any other prize. He needs to go, right? And And, and, and this has happened in every single trail. Like ABF, Hobie, Bass, every single one has had shady shit going on that people don't necessarily always. I mean, we, we know about the board you know, flex gate. Yeah. I mean, there's things that always happen in every league. All you can do is just be accountable, go by the rules or, and you know, in the loans in the bandits case, you had to make a rule because they forced you into that. You, you just, it is what you go by the rules, do the best you can. It is what it is, you know, but right. Well, I go back to the NFL, man. Like you know, we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, the NFL had to, to make up some things as they went along on a situation that was, I mean, no one has ever died on the field like that. No one. What do you yeah. do? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never had somebody just not want to show up, you know? I mean, that's not, that's like, you know, <laughs> it's, that's not, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 they act, and here's another thing we keep on going back to this, but I mean, Dan, what people understand is I had two other teams trying to do it um, early in the year. Um, week two, Connecticut, said that they couldn't fish against Pennsylvania because they were all going to an event um, with the uh, KBF at um, Lake George or something like that. I can't remember what lake it was. Oh, Champlain, right? And they didn't want to have a home event on Champlain. So, you know, they told me that, hey, man, we're not going to be able to compete. I'm like, no, no, you're going to compete. Like, we're not not having this game. Like, we're not forfeiting games, period. We're not. And so they made it so to where – they were able to reschedule the game on a Sunday directly after the event on Saturday. So um, both those teams had back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday. They made it work, right? And then I had a situation uh, week four <clears throat> um, to where uh, the Kraken were not able to go up to Saint, uh, um, South Carolina over against play the, uh, play the Punishers. I get a call from Randy Newton. He says, I ain't got no players. I'm like, you better get some players. Like, you're not forfeiting this game. Like, you sign up for this league, you're going to go play. And he, I said, look, you, this is week four. You've got seven days to go find players. And I gave him some player suggestions of somebody who can get up to, to go up to South Carolina. Well, they were able to facilitate three guys to go play that game. But, they, you know, making those adjustments and making those drops and Randy run up dropping himself, adding Chris Bailey in, and then three guys went up there, right? So, I mean, like, that tried to happen. We There was precedence of not allowing that to happen through that year. And yeah. we sure hell ain't going to allow it, you know, again afterwards, you know what I mean? Cause like you said, it screws everything up. So again, I, I, I am sad that Kraken's gone. That was my favorite logo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in the other, the other tough decisions we had to make, man, was getting down to 24 teams. Right. Yeah. Um, I had to tell some teams that they weren't coming back this year. And those conversations didn't go well. They didn't go well um, at all. 
And I've learned, you know, you've got to put everything in writing. It better be in writing because people are going to misconstrue what you say. And, you know, they take for what you say and then they turn it around and they start, you know, basically going on a social media uh, war about a conversation that they had and they take what you say and they turn it around. It's in writing. <laughs> you know, I had to let them know that, you know, they're not going to be there. And it, and it sucked because, I mean, uh, you know, some of these guys are just fantastic guys and good teams and all. But at the end of the day, we had to do what's best for the league. And, you know, we had to look at a lot of different things, logistics and, um, you know, just how things were running and, you know, getting so-called complaints from teammates and teams and, and just people just not understanding this whole content thing. And it, you know, that's not what the KFL is about. If you want to go fishing, go fishing, go fishing. There's plenty of tours out there that you can just go fishing with, but the yeah. KFL is different because we drive the content. It's a content creation uh, company. That's what we do. You know, and then, that, and that's what brings in the sponsors that pays for the trophy and for the, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that between those two things, man, the, I mean, I, I aged about 10 years, you, you know, but this year, this year, I'll tell you, man, I mean, it's, it's a world of a difference. Uh, these owners have, um, they get it. Uh, the new teams that are coming in, they get it. Um, we haven't had really hardly any problems <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, you know, it's been a very smooth process. Um, you know, coming up with the, the schedule wasn't as, as hard putting the divisions together. Wasn't as hard. Um, and I think starting earlier is a great decision because now we get to see, um, a, a, a spread out year of anglers not, not having to suffer through like, the entire summer. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. And, um, now we do have some overlaps with, with Hobie, um, but we don't have any overlaps with bass, which is good. Um, and we have one or two overlaps with KBF. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, um, it's impossible not to. It's impossible, right? It, it would be all American. It would be locals. It would be exactly. Yeah, it would just... it, exactly. And and so I'm proud of these guys, man. I'm proud of the excitement. And, um, you know, as I said, we've stepped up. We're going to step up our game on content wise, concentrate more on short form content and see what happens, man. You know, so cool. Well, yeah. man, I'll, I'll we'll leave it there. It's been over an hour. I appreciate it, man. I, I wish you, I truly wish you all the success. I hope y'all do great this year. I know you will. I know people are going to have a hell of a good time and learn and have fun with their friends fishing and, and get a awesome trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, man. Yeah. They'll have to pry this one out of my hands, but I'll give it to them. <laughs> uh, right on, man. That's it. Appreciate you being on. Thanks everybody listening. Also movie recommendation, the menu on Netflix. It's a new movie. It was awesome. I'm like check it, it out. It's, yeah, it was like a different kind of movie you've never seen before. We just one of those nights we just hit the but let's just watch it. Like I like some of the people in this movie. Go, man! It really surprised me. It's a really really good movie. So uh, right check on. it out. Thanks, Greg. We'll see Thanks, y'all next dude. time. All right, man. Uh, have a good night. See ya.